Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked on Mavericks for Tuesday, October 25th, one day before your Mavericks regular season begins. We do get some live NBA action tonight across the league if you're just thirsty in that regard. Uh, Thank you for listening to Locked on Mavericks. Uh, Feel free to subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes or whatever Android people do, whatever weird world they live in. Um, It's the Locked on Podcast Network. It's your team and it's every single day. I hope you enjoyed uh, yesterday's discussion with uh, Brian Damaris of the uh, Mavericks postgame show on the ticket. He always brings a uh, some interesting stuff, an interesting perspective, and, you know, he's been there. He's been boots on the ground in the front office. So I like talking to him. I like this time of year because I get to hang out with all my bas- basketball friends, and he definitely qualifies. Um, I'm Mike Marshall. You can follow me at Machine Sports on Twitter. You can follow the show at Locked on Mavs. Uh, my broadcasting better half for this endeavor is across the uh, the phone line here. Jacob Kemp, not Jack Kemp on Twitter. How goes it, friend? It's going good, man. I'm ready to do this. Yeah, man. I'm getting giddy excited about sure. the regular season starting. So uh, we actually get some basketball to talk about, not just um, you know guessing stuff like we're going to do today, hmm. which is <laughs> which is uh, awards predictions. Um, across the league, and then I'm, we'll probably try and add a Mavs slant on there and apply these loose titles to a Maverick of your choice. If you're, uh, if you want to get real narrow casting and just focus on one team, we can do that. But let's hit up some news. Um, the Mavs finalized their roster. They waived Jonathan Gibson despite his contract being guaranteed. I found that kind of peculiar because they do need ball handler depth with Devin not being able to play uh game one and then maybe into the future so you just have often er- injured darren jj brea and seth curry as your point guards um so that seems seems dicey they kept uh finney smith and Brasino. i didn't know if finney smith was going to make it i thought gibson had his spot but there you go there's your uh final two spots um something i noticed on um the schedule which john schumann uh pointed this out the Mavs only have two back-to-backs in October and November combined uh in only 17 games both of those are the fewest so if you're worried about a veteran team kind of easing into things um they're gonna have plenty of time to recover in the first month of the season um Andrew Bogut needs to chill out a little bit I think he's just uh raving waving the uh the red Toro towel at every bull on the internet last night, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, uh, I uh, I don't know. It doesn't really bother me because I I think he actually probably does kind of follow news. Yeah, I don't think he's just kind of like 
I remember a couple years ago, Dwight Howard tweeted, like, Free Palestine. <laughs> and he clearly, like, had no idea what Palestine was or <laughs> right. the, the entity, the situation that was actually occurring. Like, I think somebody had tweeted it to him and said, uh-huh. please retweet, and he did. <laughs> and, like, a lot of Jewish people were really mad at him for it. And yeah. he had no idea what he was – he didn't even know what he was saying. Yeah. Um. So I'm not saying this is, like, better. Yeah, you know what? I guess I am saying that. Like, I think Bogut, <laughs> I think Bogut is pretty – you know, I, I don't know that – I don't really know much about his politics. I know that I probably um, – I, the stuff that he said on Media Day about the uh, anthem, I think, was pretty eloquent. Yeah, yeah. No, um, he's he's smart and he knows how to, um, I guess, uh, communicate his point very well. But I don't know if like being on Twitter, just trying to piss off everyone's a great idea. Yeah, it's probably not. But his owner does it. And yeah, it's true. So it's like if if his point last night is it like everybody's gone soft, yeah. and uh, is too politically correct. Well. People in America don't really know that in other parts of the world, like, they're not doing this. And I'm not yeah. saying – I'm not, like, really even really giving my opinion on that entire topic as much as I'm saying, like, this is a very foreign concept to someone from Australia. Mm-hmm. The idea of, like, don't dress up like a goblin for Halloween is like, dude, we have actual goblins. <laughs> yeah. It's Australia. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think I can see why that's firing him up, but – I thought about that the, uh, last night when I saw that. Like, would Cuban say to him, like, chill? Or is Bogut the type of guy who plays for a team that it's just like, man, eh, whatever? Yeah, I think it's more more along the latter. Um, that Cuban is not going to tell him to shut up or anything. Um, and I think his parents are – he was actually born, I think, in Croatia. Um, and his parents are uh, Croatian, or at least one of his parents are. So he has a very um, – I guess in-depth world view on things being yeah. from being from multiple cultures and growing up in a place, you know, um two places so different and then living here for like a third of his life. So he knows what he's talking about and he's articulate enough and smart enough to like say it. I just don't know if uh Twitter is the right platform for that, you know what I mean? Like just going back and forth with with idiots on there whenever you're his his status of a person. Yeah, it's probably not like if you just don't want to have to deal with it, then it's probably not smart. But if he doesn't mind, then you know yeah. he's been around long enough to where I don't think it's like a distraction for him work-wise. Yeah. yeah. Um, something else that I noticed, uh, which we can probably get into tomorrow or later in the week. Everyone needs to slow down a little bit. Uh, I know um, the Mavs aren't going to be like the super fun, like chic pick this year, and they probably have like the lowest upside of any of the top nine teams in the Western Conference, but I literally heard someone this morning tie the Mavericks into the same little kiddie pool as Sacramento, uh, New Orleans, and Denver, as if two of those teams could finish higher than the Mavericks. Well, that it's I agree with you that I, I don't think that they're in that dire of straits this season, but Vegas mm-hmm. Vegas thinks that. Yeah, no, exactly. and so, uh, That's where that's coming from. Yeah, in hoops, hoops, uh, hoops rumors, which is actually like a pretty good site. It's not like hoops hype is kind of trash, but hoop rumors is actually kind of good. They put up a poll like over under thirty eight and a half. I think seventy percent of the votes went over thirty eight and a half for the Mavs. Um, and it's just I understand they're not going to be super fun for someone that's not that interested in watching, you know, Dirk or uh, the development of Harrison Barnes. Um, 
but you can't let your NBA 2K perspective filter into your actual season predictions of like what's fun because you're going to look silly. And I, I mean, they're going to win 40 plus games. They're not going to win like 35. It's just not going to happen. Um, so and I could, you could probably pull this later if they do, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> I, uh, I've, I've thought a lot about it, obviously. And uh, one more item of, uh, of news. The, uh, the Mavs are going to be targeting. They're already trying to woo, uh, woo Boogie Cousins. So go ahead and get, uh, get ready to be tired of that story. Um, McMahon, McMahon reported that uh, after next season, they're going to go, uh, quote-unquote, go hard after uh, big man DeMarcus Cousins. After 2017? Yep. Okay, well, I don't see any reason why Sacramento would let him play that out there. Like, they, they've got to trade him. And I also think the Wizards are going to trade John Wall. If you could get those two dudes together and get the Kentucky connection back together, uh, especially if you could get to the East as LeBron gets older, you know, you'd have a little something there. But, yeah, Boogie ain't coming here. So, yeah, I'm kind of yeah, sick watch of it him, already. Watch him, watch him go to Miami. That'd be That'd just be great for everyone. Especially since I think Miami's going to tank. Yeah, they are, dude. I, I definitely think they're going to tank. Now, if you want to try to make uh, this year's Rondo uh, go-go and mm-hmm. make a play for Dragic. <laughs> okay. Let's let's do that. Um, Although, if you make a play for Dragic, then you're taking yourself out of, uh, out of I think, what you're going to get into next, which is the Mavericks' next franchise cornerstone point guard. Yeah, exactly. Somehow they're gonna get like uh you know a point guard that can step in right away and start um with a you know somewhere between twelve to twenty two pick um, hey. so I can't can't wait for that um so yeah let's get into a uh, rookie of the year um, predictions obviously no Maverick applies um, unless they oddly sign a thirty year old uh, Brasino and Finney Smith obviously they're applicable but I don't think others are gonna get enough minutes to uh, even be a name that normal Mavericks fans know. Um, and I'll just go ahead and give it to whatever point guard they draft next year. Uh, yes. In, a, in, a, in, a, in about the 16th spot. Um, oh, and by the way, something I realized that we didn't mention in our um, over-unders and stuff like that, the Lakers pick is only top three protected. So they have hard incentive to tank. Like, they don't need to try very hard to tank, but they if, they, if it goes outside of top three, then it goes to the Sixers. So they are going to suck so hard, <laughs> and it's going to be funny. But Yeah, although I wonder with a team like that that has enough, they've got three or four pretty good young players right now. Like I think mm-hmm. you have to at least consider that trying to win might be better for them. Yeah, I mean, I think they might play like three-quarter games. Like play like t- let the uh, youngsters like really ball out for like three quarters and then just kind of like uh, let's just shut it down the fourth quarter. Yeah. Lu- run, run it through Luau Dang. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of that, do you want to go rookie of the year? Yeah, I'll throw mine out there, and it is absolute. I'm totally fine with saying it's uh, recency bias, but uh, Marquis Chris looks pretty special, and they have no reason not to give him 30 to 35 minutes a game because they suck super bad. And uh, if he can learn to play off Devin Booker uh, and play in the second unit with Brandon Knight, I like Marquis Chris a lot, and that's – with knowing that Embiid's probably going to win it, I'm fine. I just wanted to be different. <laughs> uh, so I definitely would have taken Ben Simmons because I know that a lot of people were not high yeah. on his uh, college career and his attitude or whatever, but they don't have any ball handlers. Yep. So if they st- if if Ben Simmons were healthy, and I, is the word now that people think he's going to miss the whole year? 
No, I don't think so. I think he's going to miss like uh, maybe four to eight weeks. So oh, okay. Because between... I had heard that it was going to be like February. No, no. Initially. I think it's I think it's like two months is probably a safe uh, guesstimate. Well, I think that's probably not enough. And but I do think that whenever he comes back, he's going to have the ball a ton. And I think Embiid is probably who I want to pick. But mm-hmm. I also think that they're going to have to figure out how to play. They're going to have to figure a bunch of shit out between right. the obvious front court stuff and then how to use Simmons when he gets back. Yeah. So I'm going Brandon Ingram because I don't Ooh. think they have to figure anything out. And I yeah. think that that dude's going to play 35 minutes a night at the three. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that they don't try to start Luol Deng over him uh, yeah. or, or figure out a way to, to have – he needs to be on the floor a ton. Yeah. And I think the dude is – going to be really really good and i think he's going to play a lot this year so i'll go ingram and even if he is only trying for three quarters of the game so he can get another running (laughs) button i think uh i think the sixers are just going to use okafer off the bench which sounds insane to have a second overall pick in his sophomore season on a team that bad having to come off your bench but here you are philadelphia I, Here I mean, you are. You know, I would have gone up. I would have made a figured out a way to either net Moutier or D'Angelo Russell last year. Right. Um, even and then even I still would have drafted uh, Ben Simmons this year. Yeah. Um, but there's just no point in having all three of those mm-hmm. front court players. And I think Noel is a legit cornerstone center. Um, yep. So I don't know. I probably would have moved Noel and kept uh, Okafor because at least Okafor has a little bit of range. Right. Although Embiid flat has flashed some range. So. Yeah, we don't know, you know what Embiid is. Like, they remain to me the most fascinating story in the NBA, and it's not just because I have a lot of money on it. <laughs> I don't think it's insane that they might finish like – they might have the top three rookie of the year vote-getters. Yeah. You might have Ben Simmons, Embiid, and then Dario Saric. Like, yeah, people forget and, about him too. I mean, they're going to play yeah. him at the three, and he's like 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, yeah. No, he's very uh, – what's the cat from Orlando? Um, Hazonia? Oh, yeah. Like, if, if you have – dude. That's playing that many minutes with that style of ball. Like, that might be a problem. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, most improved. For the Mavericks, if I'm going to pick a Mav, that's going to be the most improved Mav. And I'm just applying loose titles, obviously. Uh, I'm going Justin Anderson, for sure. Um, and maybe Dwight Powell slides in there. And it's, you know, it's whatever young guy takes a step is kind of the award. But uh, most improved around the league, I think it's going to be a big man. And I'm going with Miles Turner over, say, a Steven Adams or a Clint Capella uh, because their point totals will be higher just by circumstance. Adams doesn't have KD. There's going to be a lot of shots open in OKC. Um, Steven Adams' point totals and counting stats are going to be awesome, and he's really, really good anyway. And the same thing for Clint Capella, sped-up offense, pick-and-roll dive man. But uh, I like Miles Turner, man. I'm, uh, I'm fascinated by his game, and I can't wait to watch him, uh, what, tomorrow night. Uh, for the Mavericks, I'm going to go with Seth Curry. Okay. Because even though, like, he probably won't qualify because he didn't, like, play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Seth Curry. And I'm going back to, uh, I'm going back to the, to the purple and gold. I'm going D'Angelo Russell. Wow. That okay. Thing, I, I don't think they're going to be good this year. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to have two, I think they have two to three, like, franchise players for the next few years. So mm-hmm. Devin Devin Booker would be my runner up here because even though he was pretty good last year, I, th- I think he might have been a little bit too good. Yeah, like he's already kind of already uh, 
you know, people know that he's like going to be really good, and I think people still think D'Angelo Russell sucks. Right. He does. I don't know. I don't know if I don't. I don't know if Devin Booker can outrun his hype. That's right. You know. So much like the Suns in general uh, yeah. over the last few years. So I'll go uh, D'Angelo Russell on this one. But yeah, Adams would have been three for me, I guess. But Booker. Uh, and I don't know. Maybe actually, actually Turner is is three. And the only reason you'd say Adams even is in the conversation is because he's bound to touch the ball more. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. He, I mean, if Adams puts up like thirteen and ten numbers. That's probably what Capella's probably going to end up doing. But uh, people obviously like Steven Adams, and he's been in the headlines already. This award in general, there's like a dozen dudes yeah. that, I could, that I could see winning it, and that just tells me the league is like in a really good spot. Sure. Like there's about to be a bunch of really good talent. Um, let's see. Let's go to Defensive Player of the Year. For the Mavs, I would say Bogut one. I would say Wes Matthews two, and then probably Barnes three. Um, but overall in the league, this might be the year that Draymond gets it. Um, if he stops kicking, kicking dudes in the nuts, not going to happen. He's not going <laughs> to, he's never going to stop. He's already started again. Yeah, I know. He karate chopped somebody pretty good. Um, and then, uh, I think if I put, you know, if the chalk, if I'm playing the chalk and I'm putting like legit money on something, I'm probably going go bear. Yeah. I think, uh, Kawhi is the best. Kawhi yeah. and LeBron, I think, are the two best defenders in the league. But it depends on what you mean because it almost always seems like it goes – I was going to say it always seems like it goes to a wing defender, but that's probably only in the last, like, ten years because before mm-hmm. that it was always, like, you know, a center. Yeah. So I'm going to go go Bear, and for the Mavericks I am going to go Barnes because I have to have something to be excited about from his game. <laughs> and it's sure as hell not coming from uh, him creating offense. And I think he's – I think his presence is going to help Dirk out a lot, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go him on that one, and then uh, yeah, go Bear, the uh, Eiffel Stifle or the Stifle <laughs> the Stifle Tower. You got you got you got it right the first time. <laughs> Eiffel Stifle. I like that better. <laughs> that does sound better. Um, all right, six man of the year is incredibly tough. It's basically just whatever good team has a uh, a player coming off the bench that contributes. Um, I. Marcus Smart is just kind of like a uh, a swerve pick because I think the Celtics are going to be really stinking good. Um, and people are already kind of fascinated by him. Uh, I think Brandon Knight's probably going to have the best numbers um, for a six-man candidate. And then, man, if I had to put coin on something, I might put it on Nikola Miritich because they're going to wow. start – yeah, they're going to start uh, Taj over him at the four. And – Dude, he's just going to come in and fill it the hell up. Um, yeah. And I really like that guy. Mavs, obviously, I'm picking Seth Curry. So, there you go. Uh, I'm going to go Seth. And I got my chalk is Iggy because I think they're going to win 78 games. So, yeah. it's going to be tough to, to deny him on that one. So, I got to go with him. He, he, he's owed one, too. Yeah, for he, sure. He's got the uh, Denzel winning the – whatever Oscar and training day training award, day. award coming. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Look out for JaVale McGee as well. Um, no. <laughs> okay. You're not going to look out for him. No. All right. Uh, coach of the year. Um, I think the chalk is probably Brad Stevens. <clears throat> Pardon me. And I just realized if Reggie Jackson was healthy, I would, I might pick Stan Van Gundy. Because I really, really like their collection of talent uh, and what they've done over the last, like, two to three years. But uh, Chalk's Brad Stevens, and I can't even – I don't even want to – it's it's not even, like, best coach in the league. It's <clears throat> it's coach that gets you 
um, uh, increased win total and everybody kind of likes. <laughs> yeah, so there's – well, one for the Mavericks, I'm going to go with Shedder. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to go with that uh, Pop, Crop, whatever his name is, is number two. The little weird-looking dude? <laughs> He's our friend. That I screen uh, cap all the time? <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to go I'm gonna go Sham God. <laughs> For me, even though uh, it's a little bit of a weird pick because he's been around for so long, and I don't think they're going to end up with quite the record everyone thinks they are this year, I think you got to go Tibbs. Because I think yeah. that's that's the biggest difference you're going to see from a coaching impact from one year to the next. So, to me, mm-hmm. when you have Carl Anthony Towns potentially putting together an MVP season um, because he can like do everything on offense, and now he's going to have a dude who – you would think is going to instill defensive values in them. I think I think it's Tibbs like in a runaway. Oh, interesting. Because I mean, um, the, because the Celtics were a three seed last year or whatever, they ended up tied for the third best record in the East. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they would have to be way better. And like, I yeah. don't think they're better than Cleveland and probably not better than Toronto. So it's tough for me to see. Even though I think Stevens might be like the best, one of the, you know, he's definitely mm-hmm. one of the five best coaches. If they have the same record or two wins better, that's usually not enough to get it done. Right. Whereas think, even if even if the T-Wolves miss the playoffs, they'll probably be like 12 games better. Yeah, if they win 10 more games, they win 39. And they still miss the playoffs, but Tibbs is seen as some kind of genius. I mean, Tibbs is probably the safe pick. The thing I worry about um, or the thing that pops in my head whenever they – whenever people are voting for him is the NBA media has gotten like really young over the last couple of years. Um, and all these dudes have, you know, horror stories of Tibbs in Chicago and him and him just burning guys to death. Um, so that's the only thing that I think would kind of like just detract votes from him. But, uh, I guess we can move on to the, uh, scoring title. I think it's going to be James Harden in a freaking runaway. Um, running D'Antoni's system as a point guard. Um, I bet he gets 28, 29 uh, points per game, and then Russ is somewhere below him at like 26, uh, well, I'm an, 27. I gotta, I'm with you. So there's there's not a whole lot of debate on this one. They're probably going to play Gordon instead of Beverly, especially now that Beverly might be hurt. Right. Uh, so that just, their offense is going to be just damn yeah. o- octane. Uh, so, yeah, I, I there's no Dwight to take five possessions, six possessions a game from you. Mm-hmm. I would bet just about anything James Harden wins it. Yeah. And then uh, I guess the more interesting question is for the Mavericks. Highest scoring Mavericks on a Maverick on a per game total. I'm actually going Wes Matthews over Dirk. Um, I think Monte outscored Dirk that one year um, in terms of point per game. And it was like maybe a half point, something like that. But, I mean, Dirk is the answer for the last 15 years. I think this year – just the minutes, um, trying to get him maybe like 28, somewhere 28, 29 minutes a game, and then Wes Matthews being um, not the 50th-ranked shooting guard in PER. I bet Wes Matthews gets about – I'd be comfortable saying 17 – yeah, 17, 5, 18, and then Dirk getting, you know, 16, 5 or 17. Um, what say you? I'm going to go Dirk, but by like a point to Wes. I think okay. Matthews would be better from three. Pretty much has to be. I I would say my Mavs bold Wes Matthews prediction is he'll he'll shoot north of 38% from three this year. Wow, that'd be great. So, and I think he can get to like 17, but I think Dirk will still be up there because there's there isn't a Parsons, there isn't a Monte. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, give me that. Okay. 
Uh, MVP of the league. I'm going James Harden just because the numbers are going to be stupid and he's going to have some silly assist totals. Um, despite the fact that it'll, it'll, it'll shift the narrative on him. He'll score like 29 and have like eight assists a game. And people will think like, oh, he's this unselfish player <laughs> all of a sudden just because he's running the point guard. But um, I'm going Harden. I think Cat uh, and Russ are probably going to be right there. And um, Curry might just come in and run away with it again because he's the best regular season player in basketball. Um, and, I mean, you can't – I feel like I'm disrespecting LeBron on like a lethal level, but <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> Yeah, but really, this the the award. This award is just so semantics driven, and right. value is not ever properly explained, and everyone has different conceptions of it whenever they vote. So LeBron is going to take a month off in December. Um, right. That's why he didn't win it last year. Uh, and the reason that I don't think I don't think Harden will win it, but I'm going to vote for another guy who probably won't win for the same reason, and that's Russ. And that's that they're not. Yep. You just don't get guys who are not in the top four, really even in their the top, conference, top two yeah. or three, yeah, in in their conference, into the MVP. So I think that's why Cat, even though he may be the most valuable player in, from pure value standpoint, has no chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curry will split votes with uh, Durant and, to a lesser extent, Draymond and Clay. Mm-hmm. And I think Russ may be edged out by Harden and scoring, but he'll make up for it in other ways. And I think there that his game is so much more loved that I could see of those two scenarios, I think Russ is more likely. But I, I would bet that it's still LeBron. Yeah, it might be. And, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Kawhi sneaks in there, in there to the top five um, with just the overall defense and then some increased offensive uh, load for Kawhi. Like, if he finishes fourth in that whole thing, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Um, but uh, in terms of Mavericks, I'm going Dirk as the MVP for, like, the 20th straight season just because, I mean, numbers don't tell the entire story of what he does for their offense and the uh, the cheat code that he is, that he allows them to do, things he allows them to do on the offensive end of the floor. And the only reason any of this works is because of him. So there you go on that one. All right, man. Let's uh, talk some Pacers tomorrow and uh, get ready for this thing, and you can build your shrine to Miles Turner then. I will. I'm going to go uh, start Operation Real Friends 3.0 probably during the shoot-around tomorrow with Miles Turner and uh, see how far we get on that one. Do the haka. Okay. That might uh, that might get him interested. He, he, he'll, he'll know I'm a chill bro if I do that. So. Yeah, I don't know if the basketball team really rides with the haka the same way the <laughs> football team does, but it's worth a shot. Yeah, it's something you know. Hey, member of the haka? Remember your high school? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome, man. Thanks for your time. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. 
Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.